0: what's up y'all welcome into a red dirt golf hour pod exclusive done a few of these lately figured it'd be uh, a good time to to throw another one at you here uh, i'm tj it's tj and brennan Morris with you tonight no jared no spencer and there's a reason for that uh well there's a reason jared's not here <laughs> <laughs> spencer spencer was unavailable but here <laughs> yeah, yeah. need jared. uh Brennan, this is kind of your 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 brainchild. You you started it on social media too. So, t- you know, lots of tournaments going on, both competitively, both on the club level. So, so kind of what was your what was your intentions and thinking of, of bringing this together?
1: Yeah, i have just I've I've been you know I'm I'm getting into the competitive play and and really enjoying it. Um, I know you are as well. And I was like, man, we, uh, the, you know, guys guys are dealing with this every day. Guys are dealing with. You know, whether you're a 30 handicap or a three handicap or scratch or whatever, you're dealing with getting excited for some type of competitive play. Even if it's going out and, you know, putting a, a $5 on the front and back holes of, and and betting with your buddies, when there's competitive juices flowing, it's hard as a guy. And most of us have played sports. I mean, I know you, and you both played sports. It's hard to not let the juices get flowing a yeah. little bit. So um, I had the club championship a couple weeks ago, um, and I posted on Twitter um at brendan wm uh that you know big weekend coming up what's your favorite tip for competitive play and it kind of went um off the rails and made its rounds pretty good we had guys you know guys like brock that um, i play with down here he said same routine as any other round the range is to warm up not to find something uh you chimed in and says i try uh to focus on the shot and not the score hit it find it and hit it again and add it at the end uh, really some good tips Uh, To kind of come in. Obviously, we had guys saying 21 cigarettes and 12 Diet Cokes. We'll get John Daly in there. But, um, you know, it's as this being a new frontier for me, um, I played sports all through high school and and a little bit in college. It's a different animal for me. You know, at the club championship, I kind of got a little too going. I was listening to Thunderstruck roll into the course when I was in the final group on Sunday. (laughs) And, you know, I got going. And by the time I actually got to the first tee, I was exhausted. And so um, you've got something on Monday starting Um, And we'll talk about that. I've got match play this weekend. And so I was like, man, let's just kick it around a little bit. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about what we kind of focus on. Um, Obviously, we're not PGA Tour players or even Corn Fairy players, but um, (laughs) maybe we can do this again soon and get one of those guys on here and just, you know, kind of hear what they're looking at, what they're seeing, tips they have for us, things like that. But I figured with both of us having something that we're excited for to come up, let's talk about it and see what we get going.
0: Yeah, you're right. And I think that's probably gonna be true for a lot of people who listen to this is they probably got whatever, member guests coming up, member members coming up. Some club championships go into August or early September, just depends. You know, you may have interclubs going on. So there are some, or you could be playing at a higher level and playing in in qualifiers or or opens or Oklahoma Open, I think is at the end of August. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's lots of different things that th- these this can hit on. You don't have to be, as Brandon was saying, you not have to be a, a plus handicap to, to find relatable things here, especially on the club side, because you don't, there's just not a ton of, game reps to kind of go around.
1: Right. So they're going to flight you anyway. So jump in there and, <laughs> that's and have right. fun. And at worst, what are you going to do? Finish last? Oh, well, who cares? Yeah, so. that's exactly right. Well, so we can kind of, we can kind of dive
0: in a little bit. You, you have match play coming up mine on Monday. I'm going up to Kansas city uh, for the U S mid-am qualifier. There was one in Oklahoma city. and I didn't get signed up in time. So I'm going up to Kansas city to play in that one. Uh, so we can kind of chat about just the things that we work on leading up to the event. And I, I know there's probably people listening who are probably got events coming up. And the first thing I can say, at least if you're if you're putting everything out, is to put everything out when you're playing. <laughs> because there's a lot of people who don't realize
1: those five footers, how hard they are, because normally yeah. we're raking them. Right. So we the 18 inchers. The, <laughs> yeah. That's when I'm I start looking like Will Zalatoris trying to knock those in. And I, <laughs> you know, I, I was lucky on, on the club championship. I only missed one from inside of there and I just got lazy. But I mean. That's stressful. Yeah. And that's something that I don't usually do that I've started doing is, you know, maybe not every single one, but most of them, I'll yeah. just go ahead and roll them in and, and practice it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, and that's kind of where I start. I mean, I don't know, I guess I, I can kind of start with, with what my routine has become. This being one of very few that I play in, but I spend a lot of time on the range, mostly because it's so hot. I don't want to go play 18 Um, But just getting the swing plane down, getting my contact down, seeing where the ball's flying. And then I uh, no free ads, but I have a great putting mat that Dustin Johnson endorses that I do nothing but try and make sure I'm starting on my line on putts Mm -hmm. at all times. I think that's the most important thing um, that I think anybody could do. You can get to the green and figure it out and duct tape everything together until you get there. If your putter isn't going, um, you're in trouble. And so, I mean, what is your – when you're gearing up for something like Monday – Obviously, you're doing a little bit of research on the course, but um, you know what's kind of your process look like? What do you like?
0: Yeah, we can talk uh, course management when you haven't played it before here in a sec because there's there's yeah. a lot we can get into there. But for me, I'm so, and I did this in every sport. I didn't really have swing aids like when I played baseball. I Didn't really have any like uh, you know that, that's becoming popular nowadays. I didn't really have anything in football with quarterback. It's it's so much feel there. And so for golf, I've kind of tr- treated it the same way. I don't really use a lot of Putting aids. I'll do some putting drills here and there. I used to have. I used to do alignment rod on the ground and and I try to simulate a straight back, straight through stroke. So I used to kind of keep the putter on that path with a alignment stick. But the only thing I really do now is I, I use an alignment stick quite a bit on the range for like making sure I'm aimed properly. Yep. You know, I, I try to think of swing thoughts from previous lessons or swing thoughts that I've just kind of you know a swing feels good. It's like okay, what I do there? Let's let's keep that one in mind in my head when I'm swinging. Mm-hmm. so that's what i try and do on the range but for the most part recently i've used the alignment stick just to make sure i'm aimed correctly so i try i try to be feel guy i don't i try not to be too mechanical i i should probably utilize the putting stuff a little bit more um i just it putting is so feel oriented and so i've i've kind of gotten away from that type of stuff and and tried to work more on speed and work more on uh, like you talked about your start point your start lines so mm-hmm uh That's so. Like the, the past few weeks when I've been going to the range, if I go to the range, I'm I'm focusing a lot with the alignment stick for the first or really the majority of the range session, laying the stick down and and going to the same target pretty consistently. uh And then other than that, it's it's just feel on the on the putting greens. That's
1: that's kind of where I've been lately. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think feel. I mean, they talk about you know practice your ten feet and then you don't need to practice anything else, but. I mean, when you're missing and we're not, I mean, we're I'm gonna say it again, we're not pro players. No. when we're hitting greens and reg, oftentimes we are still 30, 40 feet from yeah. the pin. I mean, at least 20 plus, right? Um, it's rare that we stick one stiff and we're going and tapping it in for par or for birdie like you know, you see on the tour. But yeah, I, I I have found I was not a putting guy. I was not ever excited about it, but I've kind of found something that works for me that has helped a lot and it's just throwing in the headphones and getting three balls and just lag putting and lag putting and mm-hmm. throwing different breaks and, and different things at it. And it's really paid off. Um, and in my game, um, but yeah. especially in those big tournaments where, you know, I, I feel 80, 85% confident that if I can get it, you know, on the green, I'm two putting It's, yeah. it, it's a game over from there. So right. I would say, I mean, it, it sounds like you're kind of in the same boat. We're, you know, the swing is the swing. We're going to do little tweaks here and there and find something and chase it down and and all that. But I think putting is is really what I take the most focus on going into it.
0: So. Yeah, like for me, it's just finding, like you said, finding something. If you can find one or two things when you're on the range leading up to the event and just kind of hold that in your mind, like like today, I went to the range and I've been my swing hasn't been great. I haven't hit the ball that well, uh, and today I I hit i hit really well and i and it was one thing i was focusing on in my takeaway i i have i'm a cutter i i'm left-handed and i hit a cut it's a baseball swing and i have a tendency to kind of lift up on my takeaway in terms of the club like i take the club up as opposed to back and so i almost mm-hmm. tried to feel like i was dragging the club back for the first little bit just to kind of keep the club down on the ground and keep it kind of going more back than up and started really striking it pretty well. So like now in my mind, when I'm going to the range or when I'm going to go practice, all I'm thinking about is, you know, you know, drag the grass. That's kind of what I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about. And if if I can just have one thing as opposed to 11 things, then that, that kind of goes back to that feel thing that we were talking about. And then to your point on putting, I was told a while back, this is like day of, if you're playing an event, but you can do it if you're playing at like your home course, when you get to the practice screen, throw a ball down and find the furthest hole away and hit your first two or three putts to that. Like it doesn't have to be a thirty footer. It can be yeah. like a hundred and twenty feet. But like, just get the feel for taking a bigger stroke and and get a feel for the speed and all of that. I really like that. Yeah,
1: I, I saw something and I think I sent it to Spencer maybe, but I saw something about putting fringe to fringe before a go. round, and just you're not trying to blow it off the other side, but you're trying to stop it right around that cut. And so that's interesting that you said that because I've never heard that before until. That and, and now you today. Um, yeah. that's interesting. Okay. Most
0: people, I think when they get to the putting green, they go to three feet, they make a few, they go to eight feet, they make a few, they, a few, they go to 15 feet and then, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you I've knows. done. Right. Yeah. That's so, what I do
1: forever. So, yeah. and I don't
0: know, I don't know what it is. I think it's just, if you, if you can hone in on a spot from a hundred feet, then the mind can tell you that a three footer is easy. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, the last little thing on putting, uh, been going to a guy named Jacob Baer that's up at the Patriot. That's who I've gone to the past couple lessons. Great guy. Uh, went to UCO, so roll shows. And he's, I talked to him about my stroke and about my alignment and all that. And I was like, man, I just don't feel like I'm making a lot. And he looked at the stroke. He looked at the way I was lining the ball up, or whatever. And he thought everything looked good. And he said, what are you thinking about when you're about to putt? I mean, we may have mentioned this on a previous episode. I can't remember. Uh, I don't okay. think we did. Okay. He said, so what are you thinking about when you're about to hit the ball? and i was like so basically where my line's at i i look at that spot and i and that's my that's my last visual and i take a quick look at the hole and i go and he said okay And i think this is probably like a is it bob rotella one of those that guy the the mind coach Mm -hmm. he said what he's i think that's who it was said the last thing you look at right before you putt when you put your head back down is look and find a spot something small inside the hole like a piece of grass that stands out or mm-hmm. dirt or a, a bug or anything, focus on that spot and then get back to your ball and putt. And he said, the reason for that is that you're telling your mind. The last thing you're looking at is where you want to pick the ball up. And mm-hmm. so I always looked at the spot I was aimed at to make sure, cause you know, if it's a putt breaking a your foot right the left and yeah. yeah, why would I look at the hole when I'm trying to find where my start line is? Yeah. But he they're saying that if you find a spot inside the hole, it kind of tricks your brain to say, okay, this is where I'm going after I hit this putt, it's gonna go to the hole. I don't know. Mm. Uh, so
1: I like that though. I mean, it's aim small miss ball. It's that's yeah. the most basic mantra and in, in any sport ever. Um <laughs> that's how he taught me to, you know, everybody taught me to throw a curveball at a slider and you know, right. you gotta start at one place and end it somewhere else. And so this is where you wanna throw it. Um but yeah, that's I really like that especially on on huge breaking putts. I had a putt in the club championship and we're not talking about our shots, but I had, I had a <laughs> putt in the champ, in the club championship. They had the pin sitting on a slope. It was a three-tier green and they had the pin right in the middle. So if you were long, you were putting down and then coming back up. Well, I was just long and a little right as the crow flies. It was a five foot putt, but it rolled 12 feet because mm-hmm. I had to run it across and back down to it. And I made it, but that was something that Wait. I remember looking all the way over my left shoulder to the pin behind me and finding the pull, the the hole and visualizing that rolling into that hole. And I mean, it went in, um, I would have probably three putt if I hadn't made that putt. So it went in <laughs> and I, so I get it. And, yeah. you know, even off the, even off the tee box, you got to pick up, you know, I'm looking at tree branches oftentimes and i can feel myself when i'm really thinking about that almost as i look up aiming the club face edit and that's where i'm aimed and where i can feel myself aim so yeah um, i'm a big fan of that that makes a lot of sense
0: so on that on that same note this, this was what jake was telling me was uh he this is kind of developed from a story from ben hogan he was given a clinic on a range at a tournament or something like that and you know hitting shots and if you've seen tiger do it before he'll you know, hit big hooks and and flops and big stingers whatever so this is similar to what ben hogan was doing and someone in the crowd said hey ben hit that tree and he he takes a swing or whatever and he turns around and looks back at the guy and says which leaf so it's, it's the same thought process right like yep. i'm not going to try and if i'm going to hit the tree I'll, i'm going to focus on a, a tiny spot on that tree to hit yeah. It's not just Uh, a
1: tree. It's the, it's the exact spot that I want say. I hope that we're, we're as good as a, as Ben Hogan someday, buddy, but I'll still keep aiming for, for specific leaves for sure. (laughs) But so tell me this, you don't, you do a lot more of the traveling and playing different courses. I'm bad about just going to my course and a couple others that I really like around. So when you're going and playing a competitive match on a course you've never played before, how are you scouting that? What are, I mean, what Mm are you, what are you doing here?
0: Yeah. So we're playing this, this qualifiers at Hallbrook country club. It's in Leewood, Kansas. It's just South of uh, Kansas city. And yeah, I've never, I've never been there before, never played there before. And so in college, so I walked on the golf team at UCO my last semester and Josh Fosick, who I think, you know, from Oklahoma state, I think you, or you at least know the name. He was the coach at UCO when I was there and he was big on using Google earth for prepping stuff. And so that's, that's what I do a lot of is I'll go to Google earth and you know, Google Earth Interactive, so you can kind of spin the map around. You can lower it. So I'll get a feel for that. You can measure stuff out so I can say, OK, how far is it from the back tee box to that bunker or that corner of the dog leg or whatever the, the aim point might be. And so I can kind of get a visual or a mental idea. tee shots. And, yeah. Yeah. OK. And so I can kind of figure things out from there. Uh, and then, like, this is really nerdy, but now that we're within two weeks, you can see on the weather channel which direction the wind's supposed to be blowing that day. And so I'll go. That's I'll handy. go. And so the wind's supposed to be out of the north-northwest. At least that's what it was last time I looked. So, you know, I go to one and I am I have it, the north-south view, like normal. And okay, the wind's out of the north-northwest. Okay, so that'll be off my, it'll be just, it'll be down off the right just a bit. It's basically how I'm looking at it. So now I'm just trying to calculate, you know, what I'm going to do from there. And it's still hard though, because I don't know, you know, what the green complexes look like. It's hard to see what elevation and undulation looks like on Google Earth. So that, that part's hard, but at least I have a baseline of, this bunker is 285 off the tee or mm-hmm. this tree, this corner of the dog leg is 315 or to take the water out of play. I got to hit it 240. You know, that's so that you kind of start there as opposed to just stepping up on the tee box and not having any idea where the hell the ball is going to go. And so mm-hmm. I, I do have a practice round. So the tournament's Monday practice round on Sunday afternoon. So I'm, the stuff I've taken from Google Earth, I'll bring to the practice round and see if they match up and then kind of develop a game plan from there. You have you have an app you said you use, right?
1: Yeah, so we um, – I think it was Spencer or Jared, one of the two, got us into uh, the Grint, and they are fantastic. We were on—we were early adopters. Um, it logs your scores. It's kind of a Facebook for golf, uh, but it, now it links up with Jen. It didn't used to link up with Jen, so it can track my handicap, everything like that. But one of the cool features they have is you can go and actually look at any course um, – I guess in the nation, there was one that I found that they didn't have. And it was because it was a newer course that they had just done a remodel. And I think they pulled it and we're getting mm. the mapping done, but mm-hmm. um, you can actually go and look at each hole. They have different uh, GPS points where you can click and drag. If I'm, you know, if if it's a, I'm going to hit my three wood and I drag it back to the three wood range and I can say, okay, if I hit the middle of the fairway, this is what I'm looking at on end. Um, if I need to go with a six iron, you know, just play with it all kinds of different ways. You can change all the tee boxes, which, um you know to me really messes with me this this match play this weekend i usually play the blues or the tips at my country club and we have to play the whites so it's Mm -hmm. changing everything Mm -hmm. for me um but really just can play with it and and that's the way that it's it's rare that i don't do even laying in bed just the night before and i'm just going out with some buddies that i don't do a gps hole by hole breakdown of a course that way um i really like doing that it just you know a lot of the club or a lot of the holes you know, nothing's going to super surprise you. It doesn't show you any elevation. So, you know, I've been to courses before, like Ridgely North, where I got out there and and I was like, man, this course looked really easy. And this is the hardest course I've ever played. It's impossible because it's everything's huge and up and downhill and everything like that. So there are parts that hurt you. Um, but I really enjoy that. And it just takes, you know, if I'm set on... Like at Diamond Oaks, number 11, I always hit a three wood. And if I'm not hitting my woods well, then I take it down to a six iron. I hit up to the neck of the of the turn and then I hit a long shot in and I just survive that hole. Um, but holes like that where it forces you into a certain shot, I know that it's coming and I I step up and I hit the shot and I move on to the next shot. Um, yeah. I don't have to sit there and kind of dissect it and figure out what's where and sure. things like that. So I uh... anyway, I really like I think the most important thing other than putting is knowing You know, if you're playing a very competitive round that you care about, knowing what your plan is on every tee. Yes. For not obviously the part threes, they can move those around. But knowing what your tee shot is, is there room for my driver uh, not being surprised by anything like that?
0: Yeah. And and my my biggest thing that I've started doing lately, if I have a practice round at a place I've never played before playing in a tournament and and I can't really figure out. I really don't know what I'm going to hit here. Just hit driver, hit driver Mm -hmm. in the practice round and figure it out. Uh, if you, if you hit a good one and it runs through the fairway or you don't feel confident with the way it looks and you're like, okay, well now, I, now I know, but
1: I would rather that do that
0: in the practice round than hit three wood, three iron, whatever, and
1: then step up to the team and be like,
0: Ooh, maybe I can hit driver and then not know, you know, yep. so
1: I know, yep. I, I can, know I'm going to hit the perfect wood. driver or I can yes. hit an above average five iron yes. or hybrid. I mean, I take the exactly. above average shot all the time, survive yes.
0: So hundred percent.
1: So that's, that's,
0: that's something else if you're doing practice rounds or whatever, if you're playing a member guest with somebody at a, at a place you've never played, you can just, if you don't know bang driver and then Mm -hmm. figure it out from there in the practice round now. And if it's in a tournament round, I would, I would have some knowledge going in,
1: but a little more thinking on that, yeah, sure. And I'm looking at Hallbrook, man, this place looks sweet. It is very sweet. Yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to have to post some pictures on that. I know you will. Um, Awesome, man. Well, so during round, our last kind of point, what's, I mean, not going through those those replies on Twitter. It was survive the round. It was man, don't get too far of what you will not be drinking. Um, there is obviously no. drinking options on on my my tournaments, but sure. um, you know, don't get too lost in partying or anything like that. I mean, what are, what are you kind of taking? in other than your one swing thought, which I'm a big fan of that as well. What are you kind of thinking when you step up and as you go through the course? Uh, yeah. You're managing. You're doing everything. What's your mantra?
0: I, it's hard because I don't know how are you pretty good at math like you're a pretty good math guy so I'm not okay but do you all. know do you know your score the majority of the time yes okay yes. so I do too and I try really hard and that was my tip to you on on Twitter was try to black that part out I I just I try really hard to just focus on each shot and mm-hmm. and go from there and so that's that's the main focus for me the other one talking about swing thoughts so I'm sure I'm the same way as everybody else. I don't know. But typically in a tournament or, or a round you're excited about, you, are, you try to swing harder or swing faster. And so I'm always trying to tell myself in the back of my mind, tempo or or something like that. Uh, Holden Crago, who's a guy from UCO as well, he's an assistant pro out at the Oaks here in Tulsa. Um, he, I was having some swing issues a few years ago, and it was I think it was my tempo. And so he said, how many holes of golf do you play in a full round? So, how many holes do you play? Eighteen. Eighteen. Right. Okay. So everybody says eighteen the same way. Eighteen. So his thought process is that's that's the tempo you swing at. It's eighteen. It's not eighteen mm. or eighteen. It's eighteen. So Mm-mm. I've tried. Okay. To, I've tried to have that in my mind. I'll, I'll, I'll say eighteen or I'll say tempo because I do it every time, especially on the first tee. You tend to mm-hmm. over swing or you swing too fast or you get excited, you know. So. Those that's I have the swing, the one swing thought I'm bringing in from the range, and then I have the thought of just having good tempo. But those are the things I'm thinking about during the round, and I try really hard not to focus on, man, I need to make birdie here, or man, I really need to get going and make some. You know, I can say that, but I'm not going to say I'm too over. I need to make three birdies to get to one under, and then yeah, Yeah. I try not to do that.
1: Yeah, and see, I'm I I know I have a good idea of my score. I lose it in the middle. Um, Our our (laughs) courses kind of survive a tight tee shot and then a part three that's tough. And then it kind of opens up and it's scores are out there for the next three or four holes. And then it gets really tight and then it opens up again. Um, And so usually down the middle, I'm not looking and score watching at anything. I'm just trying to survive with par. And, you know, if I get blessed with a birdie, then so be it, but we are not shooting birdies out there on, on really from in my course six through 11. So, um, you know, that's something that I find myself, especially down the stretch. Um, 15 is kind of a fade shot at my club, and then it's not a long shot. If you can survive off the tee, you have a great look at birdie. Um, But 16 is par 3, 17 is a two-shot hole. It's kind of a hybrid, and then 7 iron across, and then 18 is a tee shot. So I start saying, hey, you've got four shots left Mm. to get through. Get your tee shot, get those two shots, and get your tee shot on the next hole. You've got four shots, and you're in. Um, And so that's kind of, you know, when I'm closing something out, I'm not counting wedge shots. I'm not counting putts. I'm counting those shots where it's all the moving parts in my body and I'm making full swings um, to really just get myself to the finish line because I can do everything else. Right. That's, that's what I'm, I'm in that mindset where man, I can hit a partial wedge. If I need to hit a partial wedge, it's going to hit the green and I'm going to two put it. It's I'm there. I just got to survive these big shots. Um, And so, yeah, I mean that, that, and obviously You know, I'm, we're both kind of bigger hitters, so I'm never trying to get in trouble. I'm aiming away from trouble as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And there are very basic thoughts, but yeah, I think the one, the one swing thought and manage the game, manage the course. Don't do the things that, you know, when you're three beers deep with your buddies that you would typically do take the three wood or take the hybrid or take the five iron when you need to. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I, I've found that it's a lot more fun whenever there's something online and, and, yeah, you know, even if it's pro shop credit, something online and it gets the juices going a little bit.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. And you said something there that I think is interesting. We can we can maybe leave on this unless you had anything else you want to add. I like when you talk about aiming away from trouble. So uh, I caddied at Southern Hills through most of college and I love caddying. And one of the things that I would try to say to people when I was caddying for them, like if there was water down the right, you, you I wouldn't say, hey, let's let's stay away from the water there. You know, let's 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 you know, don't go right. I wouldn't say it was more. Hey, let's favor the left side here. Or, mm-hmm. hey, plenty of room out there on the left, you know, something like positive reinforcement as opposed to, OK, you do not want to go down the right side here. You know, there's mm-hmm. so if you can tell yourself in your mind, there's a big giant pond, right? Like you can see it. Obviously, it's there. So in your mind, when you step up to the box, just thinking, OK, let's just favor the left side as opposed to, OK, I cannot go right. Because th- when you put that negative thought in your head, man, that it just it's like a magnet sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. There's so there is a hole um, uh, at my course and I'll tell you, I'll try to take a picture of it if I remember, um, but it's number 14, 12, 11, 12, 13. I'm sorry, um, but it, the tee box is kind of up on a hill, which there's no elevation change at all on my course other than kind of this hill, um, mm-hmm. but it's up on a hill. It's south to north, so you almost always have the wind behind you, and it is almost like the road hole where the right side, there's probably... 10 yards of rough and then it's houses Mm. but there is nothing but a par 5 on the left side that is wide open and more times than not I take that bailout and I just aim right at the middle of my hole in the next par 5 that's on the other side of it and if I'm in I've hit from the other fairway I've been all over that place but we always (laughs) say when we get up to that tee box hey man don't go right all of Haltham City is to your left yeah. It, you've got nothing but green to the left and I'll aim it way over there. If I'm slicing or whatever I'm battling that day, I'll put it way over there. And obviously if I hit a great shot, I'm going to be okay, but I can always bail out left. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I love getting away from trouble. It's better than a lost ball. I'd rather have, you know, an eight iron in than a pitching, you know, a, a pitching wedge, but I hit it out of bounds. It's, yeah. it's all about survival and, and just making sure you can survive to the next shot. Yeah. So um, totally anyway, agree. yeah, man, that's uh, that's that's the way to do it. Uh, hopefully we uh, gave a little bit of tips and something that somebody can talk about. Obviously, tweet us. You've got our Twitters. Yep. Um, and um, outside of that, man, good luck on Monday. And yeah, obviously, we'll hear about it next weekend.
0: Yeah, so. good luck in your match play. Yeah, for sure. And if and if people are listening, if you listen this far, thank you. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, tag us in some tweets. You can text us if you have our numbers, you know, some sort of tip that you might have or a question you might have. And we can answer them uh, on the normal red dirt golf hour and then if you guys enjoy this stuff we can keep bringing content like this too because i think it's fun competitive golf's awesome and everybody loves it so why not do yeah, stuff like
1: this absolutely even if it's for five bucks do do something get it have a reason to get better so five bucks why not love it
0: love it good stuff <laughs> all right brandon appreciate you we'll uh we'll hop out of here we'll see you guys at normal viewing hours on the red dirt golf hour next week